This is Docera Digest Podcast, breaking down health concepts. This podcast is brought to you by Docera Life Center. This innovative clinic is finding new solutions to the evolving challenges mankind faces in the 21st century. By utilizing cutting edge technology and testing, they find root causes and also offer treatment with energy and nutrition. What is the mission? To dynamically change lives for the better while impacting families for generations. The information shared directly or indirectly in the Docera Digest podcast is not to be understood as or misconstrued as medical advice. This information is not a replacement for your current health provider who is acutely aware of your current health state and course of treatment. Any information shared about a product or service discussed by any host or guest on this podcast is not to be interpreted as a doctor-patient relationship. Hello, I'm Dr. Caleb Frank. Uh, welcome back to Desert Digest. This is our final episode on parasites, uh, where we discuss some of our victory stories and uh, success stories that we've had in the clinic. And I don't know about all of you, but I'm really glad that we're at the end of this because we have had some really crappy conversations about parasites in the past five episodes. A lot of disturbing mental images and, uh, you know, uh, visualizations. And it's just a uh, one of those things that it's it's good to know, but you don't want to think about all the time, you know, because it, it's it can be really frustrating, it can be really scary, and again, it can you know rob a lot of people from hope if you dwell on it too much. <clears throat> but it is important to recognize what it is, when it's there, and how it can affect you, so you can more rec or more easily recognize when it is affecting you, and better seek help uh, to get appropriate care for that. So what I want to talk about is actually one of my own personal stories, uh, my own personal victory. Um, I thought it was kind of fitting that Dr. Craig finished our last episode talking about tapeworms because that's really one of the big things that I struggled with for a couple of years. Um, actually, a lot longer than that. It's just gained victory over the last couple of years. So <clears throat> the first time I realized I had tapeworm was actually the first time I saw Dr. Kaisen after he started doing this kind of work. I was still living down in Florida at the time and going through some rough times uh, down there and feeling really sick. I think I actually came up for my birthday or for our birthday to celebrate and um, to um, at that time you were kind of talking to me about what you did and you end up taking me up to the clinic testing me through, you know, going through test kits and we're like, oh, well, you have this, you have Lyme disease, and then you have uh, pork tapeworm, beef tapeworm, and, you know, there's a lot of other things that came up, but those are kind of the three big ones that really stood out to me, especially since my brain was in a very, very weird place at that time. Um, <clears throat> you know, I can really attest to uh, how stress can open you up or open up the doors for these things because I feel like looking back, I can realize that I've been dealing with these issues or I was dealing with uh, tapeworms and all these other types of issues for a long time. I just didn't recognize it because I didn't know what to look for. I didn't really think about, you know, historical stuff that we've had going on in our families and just... You know, I was always told growing up that I had the frank stomach, you know, so we know there were some genetic factors that played into it. But also, you know, our dad grew up on a pig farm, you know, and, and a lot of them were farmers. And looking back, it's like, well, how long have we been dealing with these? Or is the frank stomach really a parasite stomach? 
you know, so there's a lot of different things we were thinking about. And I remember back in uh, when we we're going through chiropractic college, you know, we we're going through the DAPSI course, looking at learning how to do the internist work and do all the lab testing and all that. And during that time, uh, through Dr. Bowers, I did the IgG, IgA food sensitivity testing. And we talked about how food sensitivities can really be affected a lot by parasites, how, you know, they cause changes to the microbiome. And uh, for me, that was a real serious thing. So again, going back to stress being an indicator, I had some issues growing up and through, you know, early college years and all that, but it wasn't really until I went to chiropractic college that things started getting a lot worse. And, you know, that was a whole different level of education than I had done before. And there was a lot more stress involved, a lot more information, a lot more studying and a lot more sitting and relaxing, you know, or not really exercising. So there was a lot of stuff that kind of led me into a more weakened state. And I could see that I was starting to get affected by things. Um, so when we did that food sensitivity test, the IgG, IgA, um, I don't remember how many things it tested. It was like, I know it was over 100. It was like 200, 180. 180. Yeah. So it was quite a bit. And I think when the results came back, I tested to have issues with almost two thirds of them. I mean, it was, so there was, <laughs> it was all over the place. There's so much red it's and like, orange no. on there. I was like, yep, Something's issues here, this. here, 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 and here. <laughs> and then uh, four of the really big ones was peanuts, pecans, baker's yeast, and coffee. I used to love coffee, but actually even before we took the test, I realized or that I was having issues with coffee because I used to think, well, since I used coffee for studying for tests, you know, I was, well, I was wiped out and it was because of the test and the stress that I was really miserable the next day. But then I started having some issues when I wasn't studying for tests and it was like, this is more than just uh, stress yeah. related. <laughs> and so I realized also, the issues I was having after drinking coffee were getting more severe. So originally, it was like, well, yeah, I have to go to the bathroom a lot the next couple of days. My stomach's upset. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I had a lot of different issues in my stomach or my gut that really caused a lot of pain, a lot of uh, stress, a lot of discomfort. And I ended up avoiding coffee for nine years. Um, after the ninth year, I only tried it to see if I was still having an issue and, um, and, you know, I, I still did. So through the process, you know, to kind of speed through the story a little bit more, um, I continued to have issues, uh, but we, through the testing and the process, we were able to get a lot of those under control. Um, I wasn't able to have, I was able to have coffee almost every day for a year and a half. And then, you know, things were, were a lot better. So I, I, it, it's weird to say that simple things like being able to eat peanut butter or drink coffee or have mom cinnamon rolls again without having issues is really good in life. You know, it's really a joyful thing. So I had a lot of other issues, a lot of brain fog, brain inflammation. I won't get into all that, but since I've got rid of those tapeworms, I don't need other supplements to be able to eat all the foods that I enjoy again. And that is something that I really, truly appreciate and thank you a lot for. And I'm glad to be a part of this clinic so I can continue to help other people have those kind of victories. So it's still, it's not a complete victory because I still have some other things going on. But again, we need to celebrate our partial victories as well in that process towards complete healing and restoration.
Okay, so that's a very abbreviated version of my uh, victory story. Uh, Dr. Craig, what do you have to share with us? Well, it's interesting that you mentioned levels of victory because that's, as I was trying to think through, okay, who do I want to use as an example? One that comes to my mind, I, I had a gal came in, she was having headaches, um, digestive issues. Uh, I think she was also having some fatigue issues as well. And she tested to several things. One of them was definitely parasites. And what's interesting about this lady, she has, uh, they have cats, dogs, rabbits. They may even have some other animals as well. And she has several kids. And so as we start, as I started working with her and we started doing treatment, her headaches went away. Her digestion is much better. Her energy is better. What we've noticed though is, you know, in our testing, usually as we, when we are first test parasites, we kind of get aggressive with the dosage of what we're doing. And as they make progress, we drop the dosage down and then it, it'll typically go along with those moon phases that it's, you know, a little higher, a little lower, and eventually it gets to lower maintaining dose. And what she's noticed is she feels good. She feels better if she stays at that higher dosage of, of parasites. And parasite so, remedy. yeah, parasite, yeah, exactly. Parasite remedy. Thank you. So it's like we've got good progress. We've got the symptoms calmed down in order to maintain it, though. She needs higher support. Well, this is because we haven't really treated any of her kids. She's still, you know, exposed to all these uh, pets. And so, yeah, we've gotten victory. How much victory have we got? And I think this also ties into the idea of different people may have a different concept of what victory is. Sometimes it's just relief of their symptoms. They're like, I'm good. Uh, her and I are going to have a little bit more of a discussion now that we've kind of gone through and recorded this and done this these episodes. I'm like, you know, let's think about this. Because if we don't really knock these out, you're leaving yourself, you know. Um, Ultimate destruction. Right. You're, 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 you're not. It's like you're letting the enemy still just kind of hang around. You're delaying the inevitable. Yeah. Yeah, and so we're we're going to talk. Will happen, right? Yeah, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth. But I, I just I I thought it's interesting as we're talking about levels of victory, or we're talking about victories over it. It is important to celebrate these levels of victory because there are different you know levels as we're we're getting this process going through. So anyway, that's my story. I think I get to pass it on to you, Doctor Luke, for your story. Thank you. So I have a few different, um, you know, big stories that I had when we were beginning to, well, way back when we were doing podcasts, you know, think patients and which testimonials do I want to share. But I'm actually going to share the one that hits nearest and dearest to my heart, which is my wife and her story. So real quick, a uh, brief history on her. Uh, we'd known that she likely had parasites since childhood when I first met her. Um, and we knew that because of what she was presently dealing with, with spontaneous uh, food sensitivities that she had never had before. Uh, and thinking back on her history uh, as a kid, she was on chronic antibiotic usage. She was chronically sick on and off. And they did see some fairly interesting things pass through uh, her bowel movements as a kid, but it all kind of died down and, and just kind of went dormant. And through her later childhood and early adult years, there were really no issues. Uh, however, until, like I said, when I met her in her early mid twenties, she began experiencing those random or idiopathic spontaneous food allergies or sensitivities. And she would experience severe bronchitis, airway restriction, 
um, coughing, wheezing for about 24 to 48 hours, and then it would subside until her, her body had cleared and, and her immune system had regulated that back down. Uh, she also had accompanying altered uh, bowel movements and, and uh, bloating and abdominal pain. So the solution was um, for her at the time, we just did strict cessation and avoidance of gluten and dairy just to see what, what that would do. Uh, and as a matter of fact, it seemed like we had achieved resolution of symptoms because she did great and she was an otherwise healthy person. And it was just like, all right, you're destined to not have gluten and dairy and corn. Sorry for your luck, but let's move on. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, in about 2020 to 21, in the, really in the middle of heightened COVID, we began slowly reintroducing certain foods with success. Sometimes she had minor issues and symptoms, but nothing to the extent of what it was like before with regards to symptoms. I still knew parasites were at play, and we, might, we should uh, might do a prophylactic parasite cleanse just to see what happens. But fast forward to uh, early 2021, we find out she's pregnant. So, so much for the parasite cleanse, I thought we'd hold off, and all of us weren't working together then. So me being the brilliant doctor I was, you know, just was writing on my own. Um, own knowledge there. So we held off on the parasite cleanse and thought, well, we'll just hold off on uh, coming back to this issue till she weans Uriah, our son, off of breastfeeding. Uh, throughout her pregnancy and she, with her certain cravings, she was not as careful with what food she was and was not having. So she, it seemed like life was great. She was eating gluten and dairy and all the wonderful foods that come with that were back on the menu. Even during breastfeeding, she was doing awesome, in great shape, no symptoms at all until... Earlier this year, in about mid-January, she had successfully weaned Uriah off of breastfeeding, and all of a sudden, the symptoms that had been suppressed for the last four to five years came roaring back with an absolute vengeance. Mainly what had happened, the, the most pressing symptom was Kennedy began experiencing the literal worst cough from hell that I have ever seen or heard in my life. Every night around 8 or 9 p.m., it was on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> just immediately went into a coughing fit. And I was like, yep, here we go. <laughs> and we observed fairly quickly that food sensitivities were once again back in the picture, but avoidance didn't even bring any reprieve. The cough and wheezing and the bronchospasm, if you've never heard or seen that, look it up, it's pretty intense. Those were all still raging. And all of this began at a time when our six-year-old uh, kindergarten son was bringing crud home from his school and our office and staff and patients had been dealing and battling recurring viral infections from about November to that early time in Christmas. So my <laughs> my uh, my thought process and my approach was somewhat skewed, one, because of that, and two, because when it comes to treating your own family members, wisdom tends to go out the door. So this just goes to show that it's- Emotions rise and wisdom Yeah, moves. weird. <laughs> Parasite in the brain. So this just goes to show it's good for you doctors and providers out there to be even more on top of your game. And there is wisdom and a multitude of counsel. So to have other doctors and providers give their insight when it comes to taking care of your own family members. So we start going through February and man, we, we feel like we got it nailed down. We're avoiding foods. We got on some parasite, anti-parasite remedies and antihistamine approaches and still nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing, not even a slight reprieve. And this honestly, uh, secretly, it about broke me. For all of my knowledge and resources, I couldn't take care of the one person who mattered most to me in the world. And this is embarrassing as it was painful. We felt like we couldn't go anywhere or be with friends or, or be out like Cinderella past a certain time at night. Uh, even more so, I'm supposed to be the man with the answers in a clinic that boasts such. Why couldn't I fix my wife? <laughs> it brought me to the edge. 
Uh, side note, not only was all this going on between uh, my wife, but the full moon of February, and the other doctors can attest to this, was absolute hell for many of our patients. It felt like just about everything went to hell in a handbasket for me overnight. Uh, it, it, like I said, it brought me to the edge as a doctor and a man. And um, I had to push through it, not only for my wife, but also for my patients. I was frustrated. I felt like, you know, God wasn't there. He wasn't hearing my prayers. I was angry. And on top of all this, my son wasn't sleeping. So Kennedy, whilst she's up hacking a lung at night, your eye only responds to one person and it ain't me. <laughs> it ain't Joshua, our oldest. <laughs> it's mama. Me is uh, Kennedy's mini me. And so her, it was just really painful and excruciating to watch that and to feel really helpless, almost like a catcher in T-ball. Um, let that one, <laughs> let that one sink in. <laughs> so with all, I'm trying to keep it light because this was, I mean, it's really hard time, but you know, looking back, you gotta, you gotta laugh a little bit. So, um, well, that's interesting. You bring that up because we all have to laugh because this is such a serious condition. It is. And it's so terrifying. I mean, all the things that we know that we're not even able to talk about, it's like, it's devastating and it can really wipe something out. And so unfortunately we laugh because that's our pain trying to get through it for some of us. You also bring up one interesting point I failed to mention when we were talking about the moon cycles is parasites are most active at night. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that correlates with that as well, that it's, um, and that's why most of what we do tends to be in the evening and at nighttime, that it's, and that's what's interesting too, is at the time that you want the rest the most. Yeah. That's when they're the it's most. It's like a microcosm of the full moon during the day. Exactly. And it all comes on at night. Right. So yeah, and, and on top of all this, because of the coughing and the crying and all of this, I wasn't sleeping in my own bed for several weeks um, while we're allowing treatment to run the course. So I was starting to then feel pressure. Um, not that my in-laws said anything. I mean, they're great people. I love them to death. But I was feeling pressure for them. Like, why are, what's happening with our daughter? Well, you're supposed to be, you know, the guy with the answers. And um, there were talks of going to the ER. We're now on the table. And then one night where it got real bad, Kennedy and I said, you know what? We're not going to the ER. We're going to go to the clinic. It's three in the morning. Who cares? Let's go. So we were actually at the clinic at three in the morning to try to get the cough to go down and just get some relief. And thank God we were able to that night. But that's about where I was the most scared was, you know, what's going on at that point, you know, your mind tends to go to dark places. And this is me as a doctor. So you can only imagine it was very eye opening for me to what do patients who have no idea about any of this, who have no formal training on any of this, what do they think and, and what are they feeling? Uh, so it was very eye-opening for me. So we ended up going to, just to rule out anything bad, because of the history of lung issues and lung cancer in her family on her mom's side, we went to her aunt, who's a DO in a town about an hour away, just to rule out anything severely pathological. Lung functions came back great. We went ahead and ran some basic labs while we were there just to see what's going on and to match it with what we were doing. And so on that note, typically on blood work, if we see eosinophils high, and what I mean by high is we read a little bit differently, but more of the story, if I see that at about a three or higher with associated GI symptoms, I'm automatically thinking parasites until proven otherwise. Kennedy's were at 16. And what was crazy is we were using the allergy meds given to us just to try to help bring the cough down a little bit, not to take care of the issue, but just bring down the cough a little bit, didn't touch it. Nothing, nothing nebulized, nothing inhaled nothing oral, nothing helped it. So that was it. I had my green light. I was armed with the knowledge that there was nothing severely pathological or scary like the C word. And it was time for me to take the gloves off. <laughs> Just kidding. I cried out to God. <laughs> 
for wisdom and strength and guidance. And I got Dr. Kyson on the phone and we ju- together jumped up an offensive strategy and I was tired of playing defense the whole time. So we went on the offensive. And I won't go into the specifics about what we did treatment wise because I don't want you listeners trying this at home because it was fairly aggressive. After about two to three days, we had finally overcome the cough. The cough was completely gone. Sleep was restored. Well, kind of. Thanks, Uriah. <laughs> and I was Victory. back in bed. Yeah. We're not completely 100% out of the woods yet, but we were pretty darn close. And so for me, that's a huge victory. And when you gain that momentum of overcoming that one thing or, or a few things that's just pressing, it just gives you just a sense of courage and strength and fortitude to keep moving on. Um, so this taught me a lot of lessons. Number one, to not despair and to remain even keel, taking the good news with the bad and acknowledge what I'm feeling in a moment, but to press through it and to trust God. I also learned some pretty sweet clinical pearls that I've employed on several patients, not the same exact approaches, but similar concept. I felt like God took me through this because I believe this, this experience is what separates the good from the great providers. And I'm not saying I'm great, but I'm saying it's given me a renewed passion. And this has now become my story and my reason, because there were some nights I'm telling you, I, I knew I wasn't going anywhere, right? I knew I wasn't going to leave. I wasn't going to quit, but there were some nights that made me wonder there are easier ways to practice. (laughs) There are easier things to treat. Why don't I just go do that? But that was just lies and, and whispers that were not from me. So let me see here. Let me go back. Yep. So, and also I think this separates it because I, there's a, I think there's kind of a, a dissociation between someone who's you know, otherwise healthy. I'm not in the, the greatest health or the strongest, most athletic guy, but overall pretty clean bill of health. And I think there's a still a dissociation when you start to take care of people like this. Um, you don't know what they're going through. You can't empathize with them fully. And, and even though this wasn't me that was personally physically experiencing this, it was in ways worse when it's your, when it was my wife and feeling as helpless at times as I did. So I can tell you it's given me a much different headspace to operate from. It takes, it took me to a whole new level of passion and purpose for why I do what I do and to be my absolute very best. And um, I think one other thing I want to just briefly touch on is there's this podcast I listen to every day and there's two priests who I deeply respect. And one priest said, there's, there's two lies. Cause I'm speaking now from taking my doctor hat off. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking. Well, I don't take this hat off. I'm a Christian. Like you said, my God and Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. And so th- this podcast is priest said, there's two lies. The devil will tell you. The first is to stay down. You suck. You can't do it. You're just going to fail again. When you get back up you can't do it, you won't ascend. So don't even bother getting back up. And the second is the opposite. It's, Hey, you're doing great. You can just, you can just coast and ease up a bit because you're doing so awesome. So I bring that up because as I said in the mold series, we can't heal a paper cut. God is the true healer. He has given us the knowledge and experience to help others for sure. But at the end of the day, it comes back to him. And so what I've learned is that as God elevates somebody in life with success, it is paramount to maintain a posture of humility. As you rise, stay low, trust God, give all glory, honor, and credit to him. I try my best every day to do just that and to make the choice to follow Christ and do everything from that, that position and that mindset. 
and do everything in my power to love him, love my family, love my neighbor, and to take care of his children as best I can. Well, that gives me a new epiphany on what a devil and a parasite is. Maybe they're the same thing. Oh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other <laughs> it is <laughs> seminar right there. But. Exactly. Yeah, you could probably have your own series on just that alone. But with that, I want to go ahead and uh, turn it over to Dr. Kaisen now. Well, thank you, Dr. Luke. With that being said, I think you're a pretty great doc. I appreciate that. I think all you guys are. I'm I'm very thrilled that we're all working together. And and, and the nice thing about this uh, is being able to work together because sometimes like Luke, you know, he's really close to this patient. And so he said, I need a fresh perspective. Get, give me some advice here. Let's walk through it. So I said, okay, step back, not being in the emotional space he was in was able to say, okay, so let's walk back down through this and let's put this scenario together. And we were able to do that and obviously getting good results there. And so excited to see that. And I, I love to see when, this is going to sound wrong, but I love to see when the doctors in my clinic struggle because I'm like, yes, they're going to learn something now, you know, because I've been there, you know, and, and I tell them, I mean, Dr. Craig, how many times have I prayed that you have really tough cases? I don't know. Cause I'm not with you all day long, but, <laughs> but I know how many told times you. during the day. But thanks. Huh? <laughs> because th this is how we get better. And, and for me, I want to talk about one of my, the, the first big case I had on my own when I was starting up my own clinic was a gal named Macy. And she uh, came in and we talked about this a little bit in the, the Lyme one, but this girl had uh, T. Gondi in the brain and the things that I was finding, I didn't have all the information. I didn't know where to go find a lot of this stuff. I thought I was finding stuff that nobody else did. And, and so it was like, okay, let's work on this. Now this was interesting because certain sounds would set her off and she'd basically go from a seated position to almost just falling down the floor or certain frequencies or sounds. She'd literally dig into her arm. She'd be bleeding down her arm or trying to get into her limbic system, just digging into it. Their fingernails bleeding down her face because it set it off. And that was just, Oh, okay. What's going on here? This is absolutely horrifying. And so depending on where that parasite ends up, in the brain or the neurology or whatever it's doing really kind of depends on what we get as far as symptomology. So they'd been everywhere. She was living on IVs at that point. And so she saw me for about a month and it was one of those cases where it's like, if I know what Luke was talking about there, if I can't fix this, I need to find a different profession. I need to go do something else. I need to find something easier to treat. I need to specialize in something much simpler than this. And it was a really big one where it was like, Okay, I can't figure this out on my own. God, you're going to have to help me with this one. Mm -hmm. And all I kept getting was persevere, stay the course. And so when, and they're going to laugh when, when they hear this, but they come to me and they go, what are we going to do about this? I go, <clears throat> stay the course. <laughs> you know, we're making progress. Stay the course. And all the confidence that I can muster in when I'm questioning myself and everything going, okay, here's what I know. Here's what I found. Here's what I found that's going to work for this stay the course. And it's, it's difficult when you're working with some of these patients here. Now, in the end of the story, it took us about a full year to actually get rid of that parasite out of her brain, which is a really hard location to get to it and get her back on full health again. But within about a year after starting to treat her, her sister came down with the same thing. Then her dad showed up with it, all from the same cat, because they didn't deal with the cat appropriately or find it a new place to exist. And so 
it's it's one of those things where it's like, well, how much is this worth? How much is the cost of having this here where all of a sudden dad starts to develop hearing issues and all these other issues going on? Her sister's struggling in school now, too. And so you have these two huge health issues in your kids and now you're dealing with it because you haven't dealt with this animal that is keeping spreading this in your family there. And this it's, it's horrifying to see that. And I don't know what the end of the story is with the cat, but this has been a major health issue and crisis for them that cost them tons of money, almost cost them Macy's life because she was, she didn't think she was going to live through the year. She told me when she came to see me and, you know, I, I'm dealing with uh, another uh, patient of mine who came in in a wheelchair. First time I saw her and uh, she had Chagas in the brain. And this was another one that was in the limbic system there that was affecting it. And so it's, these are really hard cases to deal with and to navigate. And sometimes it takes a while because sometimes you're just trying to keep the parasites in check while you're cleaning everything else up to, before you can get to it. Other times you have to go really go to the parasites before you can get to anything else, depending on what we have. So these are very complex situations that we have to navigate through and try to get results. I have a, a patient, uh, Karen, who's up in uh, New York. Love this gal. My favorite Karen. <laughs> and uh, she she's having a really rough go of it. I mean, it, it's there's parasite infections and there's infestations. I mean, we've got to the point where we're treating her and we're chasing these parasites out, but they're coming out her nose. Out of the corner of her eye, she's pulling them out. They're coming out of her skin. I mean, it, it's it's a major issue that we're really trying to work through here. And she's having some really rough weekends as we're trying to push this stuff out. You know, we're trying to be as aggressive as we can to get her results, but at the same time, we can't overwhelm her. Mm-hmm. So it's this very um, strict dance that we're doing, trying to to move forward without really debilitating her in a lot of ways. And, and so I always tell my, my patients, you know, this is not who you are. It's something you're going through. Even though you're having this thing, do not take this on as your identity of who you are. It's something that we're moving through. Movement is is key. And the other thing I always tell them, I said, be the buffalo, not the cow. And and that basically goes down to cows run from storms. So when the storm fronts come in, the cows will run away from it. So as the, the storm front overtakes them, they're in the rain longer as it o- overcomes them. Buffaloes, when they see a storm coming through, they run right at it because they know that if they run through it, their time in the storm will be lessened and they'll be on the other side quicker. So I say, be the buffalo. Is now, that why more cows have parasites than buffalo? I'm not sure about that. I've never studied that one. But so in my existence, and, and I'm going to say this half-heartedly, I was into this world for a couple minutes after birth before I got the nickname of Kyson the Bison. So <laughs> the, the, the medical doctor said, what's the name, Kyson? Oh, like a bison? There you go. So I, I really cling to this whole buffalo thing. So most of you guys know me. I, I kind of like to run to the storms, don't I? Yes, you do. Especially when these cases come in, I say, like, all right, put my head down. Let's start charging forward and let's start figuring some of these things out. Now, some of these cases here, like Macy, Amanda, and Karen, these are the ones that are driving me because they've taken me to my wit's end to go, I've exhausted everything I have, all of our test kits, all of our supplements, all of our remedies, everything here. What do I do now? And we've had to be very creative and come up with some really cool new types of therapies and treatments and remedies that are making a huge difference, not just with them, but they've driven us to make things that are helping people all over the world, as we're saying these products to, to get much better results and to clear these things out and do these parasite bombs that have been having amazing effects on people one of uh me and dr ben's patients that were co-treating this guy's been dealt with it for how long 
Oh, well, years and years. I mean, yeah, almost like, yeah, decades, you know, and we're seeing some huge progress here. And the product that we're using for that was because I ran into an issue with the patient that I wasn't getting the results. And so we had to create something different. And so by creating that for her, we've been able to start treating other people and getting better results. So be the buffalo, charge the storm, run through it, get to the other side. What you're going through is not who you are, is something you're going through. Dr. Bowers? Cool. Wow. These stories, that ought to be enough just to turn your head and go, what if? What if I was that patient or that person or that client? What would I be doing? So I'm going to take just a couple of minutes, kind of talk a little bit about a story that has evolved in my life um, that at the time we didn't know what it was or why it was, but now we do. Way back when I was in school, pre-med and chiropractic college, uh, at the end of that, I started having a lot of seizures. Now, I'm 22 at the time, and uh, for 10 years, over a decade, hundreds of seizures, right? Now, we talk about spatial seizures, which is just kind of like staring into the space. We talk about petite mall and grand mall, and I've had many, many grand mall seizures. And generally, a grand mall is three to five minutes, and I've had them in excess of 15 to 45 minutes. And unbeknownst to us, we didn't know what to do. You know, they put me on pain medication. They put me on um, seizure, epilepsy, suppressant drugs and all that while I was back then. And I just knew that wasn't right, right? But it wasn't until I got paralyzed that I sought a doctor in Arizona that he did what I called a global treatment on my body, and he found parasites. And it was after that time, my parasites didn't absolutely stop, but they probably reduced 90%. And within two to three years after that, I went almost 15 years without having a parasite. I mean, without having a seizure until my wife died. And then I started having a couple of them, the emotional side. And Dr. Kaisen, Dr. Dr. Frank, uh, and Dr. Farney both treated me, and we'd have great success. And I had to fall down a little bit and come back up. And now I haven't had a seizure in years again. So now we know that causation because it's what some of the researchers saw as we talked about in previous episodes the ones that cause seizures. So my victory is that I overcame it, but am I over it? I'm always susceptible for a lot of different reasons, a lot of different factors. And so that's kind of what I want to close up on today is we talk about, and I think Dr. Frank, Dr. Kaiser brought this up earlier, we are in a global pandemic, a parasitical pandemic, right? And as this world is becoming smaller and smaller, Now, it's not actually, but as we're able to travel more and do all these things, we're getting more exposed to more things and more often. And we're seeing these generational aspects of parasites live multiple generations within people and adapting and cause a lot of things. And so when I look at that, I go, yes, there are a few million lucky ones or unlucky ones, however you want to look at that, that are experiencing parasitical infections. And everybody else kind of looks at that and goes, uh, you know, I don't, I don't get it. I don't see those things. I don't have those things. And I don't understand it. You know, Kennedy have those issues like, Lord, I love her, but what do I do? Right. And we've all had those. So when you're the doctor with the problem and you can't think, you can't process, you need help. So all of us need help at some point. So what I find interesting is most people who have never experienced these things, you know what they're really concerned about? Finances work, vacation, you know, the lights went off, the internet went down, my phone lost reception, and they get agitated, irritated, and frustrated with some of those things. 
And I go, maybe they have some things they're not aware of. As we've talked about, you know, 50, 60, 70, maybe even up to 90% of the world's population has some form of a parasitical infection. Now, maybe you're not having the results of some of these clients and patients we've been talking about, or even having some of the symptoms and the problems. But most of us are having something. And rarely do we look at a parasite as the causation of it. I certainly didn't back when I was 22 years of age. Wow, that's 44 years ago think that parasites are causing my seizures. And there's even some family history that we have of seizure activity. <clears throat> so for those of you that feel like you have no hope, no chance, you're in despair, and who can help you figure this out, that's what we're here for, right? We're here to offer you that hope. We're here to help you find the causation. And like we've said in most of these series, we don't care if it's Limes, molds, fungi, parasites, bacterial viruses, and we'll talk about you know hormone dysregulations, all these other things. We got to get to causation. We got to get to the real reason these things are there. And so that's some of the stuff that we look at is that we don't want to take these things for granted, right? I want to read a couple things um, to kind of sum up the, the entirety of this whole uh, series. For most people, they think parasites are a disease. They're not a disease. They're an infectious foreign invader. They are, I love what Dr. Kaiser talked about, they are a terrorist. They sneak in, they hide, they recruit other people, they turn the systems, they turn the tables to cause some explosive you know, issue within our bodies. So let's keep that in mind. Another thing that we need to understand worldwide, more people die from a parasitical issue or related problem than any other disease or condition and if we go back thousands of years, that has always been true because these things aren't new. And some of us think, well, I'm going to go live on a different planet. I'm going to Mars. Do you know they have found amoebas on Mars? There's life on Mars? Well, there used to be. <laughs> you know, they've even found amoebas on the moon and moon rocks. And those are parasitical. So these things have been here and they're going to continue to be here. We're not eradicating parasite infections in our lives. Right? What we are going to do or what we are doing or trying to do or helping people to do is to eradicate the way that they affect individual people. As we've talked about hundreds of different parasites, hundreds of different symptoms and, and things that are there, everybody is unique to their parasitical infection. So what do we do? We come in and we find their unique individuality. We find out what is wrong, why it's wrong, where it's wrong, and then we start to begin, the old saying is to unwrap that onion. We're going to start pulling back the layers and start exposing some of these things. And we don't care where it is or how deep it is or how many layers we have to go through. We're going to find them. And as we find them, we're going to treat what shows up. And the reason I bring that up is because when we go into parasitic evictions, right, or we're trying to get the body to go through this process, there are many, many things that show up. You're like, huh, where'd that come from? Haven't we all kind of go through that? It's like, wow, that was a weird presentation. I didn't see that one coming. Or I didn't even expect that to, to happen. So praying for these tough cases. You're going to get multiple I issued cases. So we know several things about doing parasitical treatments, right? And I mean, we have years. I have 40 years of some of this experience, you know treated literally thousands of patients or clients with parasite infections as well as all these doctors combined. 
So here's what we know. We, need to, we know we have to find your uniqueness and the uniqueness of that parasitical infection inside of you. And once we can find that bipolar, haha, pun intended, a condition or a situation, now we know how to start creating something that is unique to you that gets you the best results. And guess what? As Dr. Luke and the, these other doctors have gone through some of their stories, it's not an overnight success. You know, this is not a slam dunk, home run, whatever term you want to call it. This is something that takes consistent, persistent effectiveness in treatment and reactions and adaptations, and then continue that process again. And some people are going to deal with a lot of different issues. You know, some aren't going to have as many problems as some of these stories that we've heard about here today. Some are going to have severe reactions that they call severe. But as the buffalo, <laughs> we're going to run into those storms. We're going to run into those issues, and we're going to hit them head on. Now, yes, as Dr. Farney brought up, we're going to have to adapt to each client or patient's individual success or victory and let them go at their pace. And we have all levels of this that we're dealing with, right? I guess what I want you to understand is, is that I have seen some cases take literally years to eradicate multiple, if not seven, eight, or nine different parasitical infections out of their body. Talking about the pig farmers, I mean, I many stories I could give you, uh, but one, it took us uh, nine years to get rid of seven parasites, and we had to move them off the farm to be able to do that, right? This is what we need you to understand. We've had a lot of serious talk in these episodes, and these episodes are very scary. What was that dad joke? The uh, scariasis is a scary. Yeah, it is scary. <laughs> Frustrating. I mean, I wasn't joking. I Yes, last night I had dreams about parasites, you know. And I mean, when I've literally pulled them out of people's eyes, now their fingers, now their legs and these kind of things, man, it makes you want to run and hide. It makes you go, ooh, am I the right guy to do this? And I've been doing this 40 years, guys. Here's what I know. We have the ability to help you. You may present something that maybe we haven't seen, most doctors haven't seen, but I can guarantee you with these five brains here, we can figure that out. We can give you hope. I want to almost, I can't guarantee it, but I'm going to tell you, we're going to give you success. We don't know how long it will take, but as long as we stay the course, stay persistent, and move through all the obstacles that the parasites in your body will bring to us, we shall help you achieve to a, a great level of success. So thank you for watching through all these. God bless you as you go on your journey. And any way we can help you, we're here to help you. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Docera Digest podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. You can also find all the episodes and show notes over at doceralifecenter.com. While you're on the website, also be sure to check out the blog where you'll find videos and articles to help you proactively rebalance your health.